And we are live. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Nigerian Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your host David, and today's episode, um, yeah, it's quite an interesting day. Um, I woke up to some good news. Um, Chelsea are in trouble. I mean, let's be real. If, if sports were in trouble, Chelsea fans would be laughing right now. So I'm just returning the favor. <laughs> Chelsea fans, don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> yeah, so Chelsea are in trouble. Um, and our big that's our big story for today. And in today's episode, one of the big story segment, we'll delve into that in detail. I won't really give much details to get into And also, some Champions League games happened during the midweek. We'll quickly go over a review of that and then we'll talk about it. Without further ado, let's delve into this episode. And let's start with some football before we talk about Chelsea. Let's start with some football. Um, so, um, it's, it's one half of the um, Champions League round of 16. So, there'll be four games next week. On the 15th and 16th of March, will be United versus, Man United versus um, Atletico Madrid. Ajax versus Benfica, also on the 15th. On the 16th, will be Juventus versus Villarreal and Lille versus Chelsea. So, which is what's going to be happening next week. But, yes, in the last two days, which is on Tuesday and Wednesday, we had games and four games in total. Um, interesting results and high scoring in some. If you're a Bayern Munich fan, it's quite high scoring. Um, yeah. So Real Madrid was PSG now. Mbappe, obviously the star of the show. Um, he's playing in the first leg where he was one who scored the deciding goal, the winning goal for PSG, to go into this tie with a one 0 aggregate lead. And now Mbappe scored. Out, uh, he scored. He scored again on the day, and he had two goals it's allowed for offside. Um, yeah, they were, they were rightly offside. Now. Mbappe had scored, it was already a goal of 1-0, he had scored one goal and PSG ahead 2-0 on aggregate and Donnarumma made a mistake and what was changed? I don't know what changed. they were trying to pass, they were trying to, she had released the ball early and Benzema pressed him and you know won the ball and then Vinicius passed it back and Benzema scored 1-0. Now this is why it's even funny, Benzema scored a hat-trick and because he scored the second goal again and he scored a hat-trick in total. Mbappe could have scored a hat trick, but it's two goals for offside. But I think in the, the, the goals that Mbappe had that were disallowed is what I'm gonna talk about, right? The first the first one where he was the one he scored was really fantastic, right? That was a really good goal. But the other, the, other one, the one he scored where he ran the keeper also that move and it's another one he scored again. I'm like the guy is really good. His finishing has been uh, he has been able to take and I, I watched yesterday on Twitter I watched this um um analysis of his game. By theory on Thierry Henry, right? And he analyzed it properly. If you haven't know, if you know what I'm talking about, check out Golazo Sports on Twitter and you check the video. I'm sure you enjoy it. Like an eight-minute video, but I'm sure you really enjoy it. And Thierry Henry dissected his game and saw and pointed out similarities between his game and Mbappe and how Mbappe, you know, is is has probably able to sharpen his skill and become even better and become even more effective. I would recommend you check that out. Yeah, so um PSG winning going out three to on aggregate and Benzema scoring. And this is another thing again, eh? I have to highlight Real Madrid have this football heritage, Champions League football heritage. is their thing. They are not 13 times winners for no reason. They did not become 13 time winners by just folding their hands and wearing whites and just swearing on Twitch. These guys, they really mean this thing. I mean, La Decima was a thing. They finally got it. And when they got it, they went ahead to win three more. Right? So they, 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 want, they want to win it. So basically, they look at it as their thing, their royalty. And teams who tend to do well in particular competition. They tend to know how to navigate through it, and this was like yesterday they didn't play. Yes, they didn't play well. PSG were the better team, right? But they found a way. The third goal from Benzema was quite scrappy. I mean, it was first time shot, but you know it was quite weird. But you know they they got they got the job done. They are true, right? Three two against they are true. Another thing we have to highlight again: Kamavinga 
playing really well. Imagine you want to add Mbappe to this because Mbappe now is going to join them for sure. And Mbappe clearly looked the part on his audition because Mbappe as well as he done. He has scored in the Camp Nou. He has delivered on the big stage. Went to Camp Nou last season. Scored, I think, four goals or scored. when when PSG won four or a hat trick or something. So PSG won. He scored. Yes, against Real Madrid, over the two legs, he scored against Real Madrid. So he has stepped in and said, "Okay, I'm going to deliver." And on the big stage, so Real Madrid are probably even excited that he's going to join them next season, right? And even when the game was going, a lot of fans were talking about Ancelotti. Oh, Ancelotti is going to be going and. The game and Pochettino was now the the spot was on Pochettino, and why this is quite quite personal to me was because number one, Pochettino is an ex ex sports manager, right? I'm a sports fan, and being you know there's a lot of infighting among sports fans about Pochettino, right? Now I belong to the camp who thinks that he should have won something, even if he didn't win the league, that I think he should have won at least a league cup or anything, but he should he should have won something with that trophy. And a lot of questions and a lot of fans believed, oh you know it's not his fault, he played well, you know the ownership. It's quite, it's fair, you know, there's agreement everywhere. But yesterday, I, I pointed out, I saw some hypocrisy in how the fans, you know, they managed the situation and how they approached the situation with Pochettino getting knocked out. Now he's getting bottled. Basically, it has basically the most expensive um, team out, right? The most expensive as as many as one. But now you could argue whether they are finished or not. That's not a debate. At the time these guys were joining, they were called the, the guys, right? I mean, the front three of Mbappe. Um, Neymar and Messi was so hyped. I mean, among, among people who hyped it, right? Sergio Ramos joining, Van Aert joining. So they were coming in, even you know, Gomez were coming in with proper guys in. So that squad should be good enough to do some do, to do the business on the pitch, right? But yesterday they got knocked out again. Now you would argue last season the difference, but this season again knocked out again. And for a team, they've really sh- and they've shown intent that they want to win the Champions League. So it's not like PSG just folded their hands and. They're not doing. They're actually making the moves because they're like, going all out and trying to get in the players, pay Messi what he wants. You know, to oh come on man, PSG they're trying to do the job, do what they ought to do. But it's an it's really deep, um, annoying or sad. You we look at it that you know they just don't. If you are, if you are if you're looking from the, from the fans' perspective, from the owners' perspective, you know to be annoying that you brought in Pochettino and then he's not doing what he, you brought him in to do. Now back to the point about the infighting. A lot of sports fans over the season, they under Mourinho, they were like when a lot of fans talked about how Mourinho, um, fans talked about how sometimes the defense they are letting Mourinho down, and the way Mourinho set up most of the time was to shield the deficiencies of the players and not really. Um, that's why the style of play you are wanting sports to play, they can't do it because of the kind of personnel available. And you know, when sports fans, a lot of us talked about how the players are letting him down. They said no, it's Mourinho's fault. Mourinho is the manager and it's his fault. Now Pochettino is the one now. You you Basin is the player's fault. Can you please be consistent here? I mean, at least I've been consistent here, right? Listen, under um and a lot of them even said sports were not far off PSG. I remember one of them on Twitter, Jesus Christ, that tweet was so horrible. I'm not, I'm not sure you guys understand. He said sports are not far off PSG, which is a lot of rubbish. Because so a lot of those things went to be Mourinho with, right? And now check this out. I've been consistent. I've always mentioned that the players were the most problem and personnel was not a problem. We've, I've talked about that multiple times in my first episode, right? If you go to my, if you go to my 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 opinion on this Pochettino's um um him making the Champions League by PSG, right? Yes, you know Donnarumma made a mistake. They made an error for being able to score, right? But let's be real. There are still other things he should have done that would have been able to to win that game because that was a far better score. It's not like he's man he's managing sports of the season where that time when he had no bench, he has the team to do it. So. There's no, there's that excuse not really gonna fly for him this time, and and I'm, I'm more surprised that they're trying to make excuses for him. Especially when you think of the fact that he's managing a proper, big, more bigger club. But I'm so somebody trying to, say, I saw somebody trying to say that, oh, they went out, they went out and bought free signings. Are you kidding me? See, Ramos, 
um, Messi. Even as free signings, these guys, even if they were they had one left in a group, it would have cost a lot more than a lot of players. So don't even use that card of free signings. You're saying free signings like you're sending players of the, from the championship or something. <laughs> Man, it was just so funny to watch. The mental gymnastics was amazing. Well. Anyways, once on sports, let's give us the Champions League highlight. So Real Madrid are true. And Man City versus Sporting Lisbon. Man City, 5 0 aggregate. They've already won the first leg. So this game was more of like a formality to fulfill righteousness. And Neil Neil. Um, yeah, you know, some an offside goal for Man City, but Man City didn't really care in the long run, they just got the job done. I think they even, they even had to take off um, Scott Carson, sorry, um, Ederson and bring on Scott Carson, right? And Scott Carson even injured himself, but he came back later though. But with a good save, it's probably to see out the game. But, but Man City, they gave a good account of themselves and then they saw out the game, and you know, they're true. I think from the first leg in the 5 0, I mean, nobody, I've not seen anybody turn out, turn, I've seen 4 0 get four, 3 0 get turned, you know, 3 0. 2 0, you know, all these games, 3 1, you know, all these ties, they tend to turn these ties around. But I've never seen a tie that is 5 0 be turned turn around. So it's, it was a tall order, especially for a team like Lisbon. It was almost impossible. I mean, Bayern Munich, I won't back Bayern Munich to do it. I won't back, back Real Madrid. I won't back any of the big guns to do it. So imagine Lisbon now, nah, it's not going to happen. Except, yeah, but it's not going to happen, too. But, but that, for me, I, I I think Man City did get, went in and did the job in the first leg. Five 0 you know, got the job done, and then it's time to move on. And yeah, so let's go to Bayern Munich and Bayern Munich. Jesus Christ! I mean, I watched the first leg, this 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 first tie, right, between the both teams. Right? I saw the the highest rather, and it was one one. Salzburg really gave Bayern Munich a game in that first leg, and it was amazing. I was thinking that oh, it's gonna be one one, you know, the second leg will be a lot different. You can do it. Um, Salzburg will approach the game. But it was ridiculous, man. Like yesterday, Bayern Munich did not really let them. They reminded them of their place yesterday. I'm talking. Maybe they stepped on the pitch. Obviously, the first. I think the first two was penalties. And Lewandowski got a third goal hat trick, right? First three goals, and they didn't stop. I mean, they kept going and going. I mean, good goal from Müller again. Thomas Müller. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Müller. It was always, as always, as always, I'm a huge fan of Müller. Good goal from him. Scored two. Then I, I wish he scored a hat trick. Although they won 7 1, they ended up winning 7 1. I wish he scored a hat trick, but um, you know, it's one of those things. The other two goal scorers were from Gnabry and Zane. So, um, so 7 1, yeah, they, they had a consolation at 6 1, but <laughs> it was really a tall order. And, and I was quite quick, I didn't really see tweets talking about how the managers, because they talk about how the managers dressed alike Salzburg and Bayern Munich, which is a Negos man, and forgotten the other guys' manager. And you know, but you know, if you know my episode, you post guys, you know, I, I'm not a fan of football hipsters, and I look at those guys as football hipsters, so sometimes I just watch and just laugh, you know, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and then um, Liverpool. Um, losing to Inter Milan. Now this game is quite interesting because Inter Milan played well, gave a good hand on themselves. Now uh, Lautaro Martinez scored, but check this out: if Lautaro wasn't sent off, I feel like they would have known to come back and probably knock out Liverpool or even push first that game to extra time. And because they gave up a game, yes, Liverpool scored, hit the bar. I think um, Matip hit the bar in the first half, but it wasn't really a big deal as much as. You know, the way Inter Milan, after they scored that goal from Martinez, that was a very good goal. It reminds me of Dimabas' goal against Chelsea for Newcastle back in 2012 or 2011, around that period. But it was really, really, a really good goal from, from Lautaro Martinez. And then, this is another thing we, we, we have to, to highlight. The red card, right? Why that was that red card? I, I think it's a bit harsh. Yes, you know, his thoughts were showing. But what is he going to do? He won the ball. He won the ball. Sure, he should not go for China. So, with these rules, eh? You, they could make them, but I think in theory, 
the rules the rules are cool right but in reality when you see them play out you probably look at them okay wait there's something wrong with this because he won the ball the follow through was what you know got him sent got him the second yellow and then he got sent off and that's what killed the game and you know Diaz almost scored Diaz and Mar- um, Salah almost scored later hit the bar then Diaz almost scored one later in the late close stretch of the game but um, Vidal was there to to, to block it and it was still one nil. I think maybe they hoped that the, a goal would have been enough to, to force that game to extra time and probably even push the tie you know but I think the tie was set in the first leg and Liverpool were probably tanking their stars that <laughs> uh, Sanchez got sent off yeah um so um I think that's enough for the football for both sides let's go let's go with the big story um of the day let's go with the big story um yeah I, i'm still covering the europa league europa league games but there's still a lot more going to happen today thursday so probably um probably so we can do about it though but yeah but um without further ado let's go to the big story And it's our big story, yeah. So um, as you know me, you know I do not like Chelsea. Listen, I'll say this more again and again. I don't like Chelsea. I don't like Arsenal. Those are the two teams I hate. Now I hate Arsenal more than I hate Chelsea. So if the two of them were playing against each other, I would support Chelsea. But if two of them were playing against any other team, I would root for that team. So just so you know. But I hate Arsenal is the ones I hate more. But I hate Chelsea, and, and, you know, basically, yeah. So um, Chelsea's demise is about to happen. Who knew? <laughs> Listen, uh, listen. You know, you know why a lot of people are really celebrating this potential demise of Chelsea. It's because this, right? This is the reason. A lot of Chelsea fans watching them gloat over the years, right? Gloat and gloat and gloat and gloat and gloat, and then they finally come full circle. I'm, I was seeing tweets where someone was saying things, saying like, "You have to be sick if you're a football fan and you you don't feel sorry for Chelsea." I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, obviously you know the replies. I mean, <laughs> young talk on the sick bed. With that um, pose, right? And then maybe I think uh, this guy on the sick bed to um, Kevin Durant on the sick bed with a pose, where he was smiling, <laughs> just that kind of. But I, I, I posted, I told you the one where it was Young Talk on the bed, right? He on the sick bed, crossed his legs, right? Then he did a pose. It was that one I tweeted. <laughs> that was so funny as well, I won't lie. But listen, Chelsea fans, right? You spent one night making fun of Barcelona. I'm sorry, the last time when Barcelona were close, you spent on them. So let's, you're not really in a position to to really uh, to expect sympathy from other football fans. Because if you return, you will do the same thing. So you know it's not really it's not expect sympathy from football fans. Okay, if you okay, I think I've spoken. Let me just go into the story and let me um, give a bit more context because uh, it's looking like I'm just talking, talking, talking. So let's give more context. So Chelsea, Chelsea's owner has been sanctioned. Um, Abramovich has been sanctioned, meaning that he has effectively been prevented from making money in England. So making money in England means Chelsea is he owns Chelsea, right? So just my Chelsea still operate, just have a special license to operate. Um I went I, I went I did some digging. So the, I did some digging, right? And I had to go read um, some Sky Sports report and I came with a summary of it and I probably think I probably have to share it here. Um let's let's see. So Chelsea owner was he has been sanctioned, right? Now he's he has been banned from doing business from transactions with UK individuals and businesses. So Chelsea now they've been, you know why Chelsea are still able to operate it's because they have a special license. It's very there's so much moving parts in Chelsea, right? So it's probably why you know they, it's not really as if so they have a special license to keep operating. Now what Chelsea have been preventing from, from doing is they've been prevented from buying new players, they've been prevented from giving new player giving players new contracts. So the only people who can transact with Chelsea are, are fans who already have season tickets. 
fans who currently have tickets to the game against Norwich City, that is as before the ban was it was in effect. And then also, if you are Chelsea, you if you want to buy anything, you can't buy it from the club shop. So Chelsea is referring from selling merchandise to their fans, so their kits, their shirts, they can't sell to their fans. They can't, you know, you could Chelsea, you could buy lunch, halftime lunch, but you can't buy from Chelsea. So you have to really go buy elsewhere, and then you know. So Chelsea are effectively being forced to crumble. So if Ronaldo wants to sell Chelsea. He said he's not gonna make profit, so he, he must not make profit. It's a very weird thing. And remember, in one previous episode I mentioned, I said that he had transferred ownership to some stewards in Chelsea, and it was not allowed. So he, that's why he ended up trying to sell the club. And now, probably hoped he was trying to, he could escape it in time, and nobody could come in in time for him to. And for him to, I think Chelsea had some offers. I think they had like some offers during the week, and a lot of fans were like, it was three billion pounds they want, and now it's hard because. He's, he's going to force to sell the club and he might not make profit of the whole thing if he's not allowed to make profit of the whole thing so so, so um so this is not just an Abramovich thing UK are targeting Russian um, billionaires whom they think you know are supporting Putin's um, actions now I tried not to talk about football and politics but this is kind of hard so um the other persons that were that were banned that were affected by the um the ban we have um, Andre Kostin of VTB Bank. We have Ole Derispor. So um, Igor Senchin. Sorry, Ole Derispor of um, EN Plus Group, right? Then Igor Senchin of Ronef's Group. Then we have Andre Kostin. I mentioned him already. Um, Alexei Miller, Gazprom, yeah. Nikolai Tokarev, Transneft, and then Dimitri Lebedev. 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 Sorry, I'm sorry for missing up, messing up the names, but <laughs> I so it's basically. They have targeted um, Russian billionaires, and Boris Johnson was talking about how was saying that um, UK will not be a safe haven for those who supported Putin's vicious assault on Ukraine. So, yeah, and Chelsea's Chelsea sponsors are reviewing their uh, three-year deal with Chelsea because they had a three-year deal with Chelsea in 2020 last year. That was when the meme, right, the memes on the jokes of that's when Chelsea having number three on their share. When we were making jokes of Chelsea, the only because three goes to West Ham, considering three goes. To, to teams almost every week so when <laughs> we made those jokes about Chelsea that was around that period Chelsea signed that deal like last year oh no 2020 rather they signed that deal in 2020 and you know and that's there's under review so it's probably going to do under review this this um this period so um quickly let me just um go over the, let me just go uh, make some things really clear as I keep talking um I want to talk about the the other things that the band would affect because now we know that the band will prevent them from getting new players and let's see some more effects of this ban. So um, it means, like I said, offering new contracts to players, right? Offering new contracts to players or staff. So it means Rudiger, Christensen, and Aspilicueta. Now, we all know their deal expires on June 30. Now, we've heard in recent weeks that these guys have been trying to negotiate. Now, we know Rudiger is having, making outrageous wage demands for at Chelsea, right? Making outrageous wage demands. Demands that probably, you know, a lot of fans are thinking, you know, I don't think he will honor this, but he's making wage demands. and. Now, Christensen, according to Fabio Romano, um, is potentially going to Barcelona from from his tweet this morning. He's going to Barcelona, so meaning that um, they can't give him a new contract to make him stay, so they have to just watch him leave to Barcelona. Um, as Pelicueta also. Now, like I said, any new transaction, Chelsea can't do it. But if it was transaction before the ban, they could do it. So that's why um, season ticket holders can still go to games. The new ticket, you could, they can send new tickets to fans, except the fans, except the fans go to away games and these fans buy tickets from those away away teams right so Chelsea cannot they can't make money 
they but they can run the club the way it's keeping and they also there's nothing again they have a cap on um what they can spend so 500k on security stewarding and catering so 500k is what they can spend and also they can only spend 20k per away game i mean they're going to, they're going to Lille in france right in champions league how will they do it i said they want to they want to take a bus to france <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be hard. 20k is what they can't. I'm, I'm just wondering how this whole thing will play out. Now, Chelsea owners, Chelsea owners, they, um, their ownership, they want to meet with the government today, Thursday. So, before the end of today, we'll probably get some more updates. And hopefully by Monday, I'll be back to give more reports on that. If they haven't, well, you know, whatever it is, this is what it is. And also, selling new tickets for fans. Yeah, I said that. Conducting new transactions. Yes. Uh, selling merch. Yes. And also, the stadium work and development. They can't spend on their stadium. Remember, um, Chelsea. I, I, don't, I forgot about my first episode. Chelsea want to do. They would like to do some renovations and improve their stadium. Clearly, they um, they will need to 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 spend on that. And you know, their stadium is falling up. They have some issues with Stamford Bridge. And there were times when they were talking about how they were going to renovate their stadium, probably move somewhere and trying to build, also rebuild it. And then Chelsea fans are in. They have to Chelsea, so Chelsea are in trouble, so they have they can't really do any work on that. So I'm just wondering, I would like to see more about this. How would they do it? Is he gonna just blindly accept on them selling the club? Because it's so bad that listen, running for Chelsea to run their day to day activity, they can, they're not going to get any money. So they allowed they only expect to spend the money they already have. So they have to keep paying salaries, they have to keep um um paying for their staffs, paying their staffs, staffs and players, right? Keep paying them salaries, right? They have to keep running uh, the, the weekly affairs of the club. They have to keep paying their bills every single day. They have to keep paying and paying and paying and paying and paying. But there's no new money. Nobody knows even knows if Chelsea have enough money to even keep running this thing. So they could be going to administration if the way things are going. Like they are that screwed. I don't think Chelsea fans understand how deep of a mess they are in, right? They are that screwed that they could potentially lose their players also. So, but wait, they're gonna they can't sell players. So the ones that are currently there. I'm, I'm just it's just weird it's just weird. i thought we'll get more answers as the weeks go by so a lot of their players probably be disgruntled and probably want out of their contracts because obviously who knows if they'll start owing at some point now chelsea might wiggle out of this and you know solve and do whatever they have to do because obviously um if you have the right lawyers you have enough money in place you can fight any case you have against you so we'll see how this thing pans out now as a sports fan and as somebody who dislikes chelsea now this news comes with so much i accepted this news with so much joy in my heart right <laughs> i'm sorry about me so i'm being petty right because if chelsea fans were in my shoes they would do the same thing um so i've been so much joy in my heart i'm watching chelsea fans you know on twitter and the way they've been so humble in the last few the last few hours right since the news news emerged and then seeing how a lot of them has been taunting me and making fun of me well <laughs> isn't this isn't this beautiful <laughs> Now, how could this affect the, the, the title race or the top four race? Now, Chelsea might be able to see out this season. Now, the players, this is a thing. Uh, we can we can say everywhere we want to say about Chelsea. Their players may want to see out the season. They may have enough motivation to see out because they have a good enough squad to finish in the top four, right? So Chelsea may just want to see out the season and finish third, you know, do what they have to do and then keep it moving, right? Now it could it could affect them as they keep playing. It could affect the players uh, mentally and how they might not be able to focus. It could affect them. But I don't think just might have that. Maybe they might meet them, but it could also be, yeah, like I said earlier, they could have some motivation and just see out the season and just play through their skin and just, you know, see out the season. That could be the case. But this is another thing we have to we have to look at here, right? Chelsea are in so deep a mess, right? 
that is the uncertainty of the club. Remember when I mentioned I said the players they have now, since they can't do transactions, right, they're not allowed to make any money. How would they sell players? So this is why it's very uncertain. In the short term, on that negotiation also is the fact that they could they might not be able to sell. So in the short term, they could run the club. In the long term, nobody knows. They can't do anything. So if you can't buy new players, you can't do anything. And what is the money you have with you and it runs out, right? How would you do it? How are you able to pay new staffs? How are you able to get new players? How are you to pay the current ones? And then you might get taken to court and you get screwed. So just might be looking back at going back to the days when they were putting on um, do, asking for donations from fans, putting on signboards like save the bridge when their stadium was growing grass, growing um, weed. So Chelsea are in really deep, deep mess. And um, a lot of fans all over the league are happy about it. Now there's some memes of the flight floating around. Where someone said, "Yo, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea was going to Newcastle very soon." <laughs> um, it's very interesting, but man, Chelsea are screwed. I don't know how. I don't know how they will come out of this. But I would like to see how they will. I'll follow this story with so much um, interest. Depends on whether you look at it. Well, I, I hope that they don't come out of this. I really do. <laughs> I hope they don't come out of this. Um, so it's really good to see <laughs> because. <laughs> They spent all night making fun of PSG and Messi. We need to wake up to this result, to this news. It's just so funny. And uh, I don't know, man. And I, I, did, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Um. So that that's that's what I have to say about the the Chelsea situation. Um. We'll see how they do it. We'll see how they they able to wiggle out of this situation. I hope I've been able to give you enough perspective on how the um on perspective on how to how to how the whole case has looked like. Now, if you're a Chelsea fan, I I hope you listen through my taunting. Uh, because you guys have taunted me a lot more than I have, so let me enjoy this moment. I'm sorry about that, but it is what it is. Uh, welcome to today's episode. Um, we'll see how it goes. I'm still your host, David, and um, have a nice um, weekend or the rest of the week. Yeah, have a nice rest of the week. I know it's just one day left, but yeah, take care. Bye. <laughs>